Let's go. Listen to you about what? About chats. Chats with Sweetie. Welcome to another episode of Chats with Sweetie, Sweetie. And you see, this is how I avoid arguing with you just by starting the podcast. It's fine because the second this is over, we're going to continue this discussion. With me, I have my beautiful and adoring wife that there's no way he's going to have a talk with me after the podcast, Belen. Say hi, babe. Hi, babe. <laughs> Obviously, behind the keyboards, we got Sergio. And on the other side of the microphone, you got me, Alejandro. I'm sorry, everyone. What a bummer. This is all we were able to do. What a bummer. So in this podcast, which is podcast number five, the first one of the year, uh, I'm feeling good because we're moving. We're moving, sweetie. We are. And uh, we're going to talk about that with a bunch of other stuff. We're going to talk about some lockdown tips because people were asking us about like, how do you keep your mental health during the lockdown? Especially mine living with you. Spe especially yours living with yeah. me. And also how to give each other space mm, and some other, favorite. some other subjects. But <laughs> let's start from the beginning. We are moving out of California. So. Wow, you just dropped that real quick. Straight up. Just straight up. We're moving the fuck out of california I, I wish i was doing it because i had a great polit politics story and i was like yeah i'm gonna stick it to the democrats ah, it's just a business opportunity but uh there's a lot of things that go with moving and the first thing i, I want to ask you and it was going to be a different one but i want to ask you this one how is it like moving with me in short no in, in long because in, this is a podcast unless you well, want to finish in 11 minutes in Let short me know. it's a nightmare <laughs> long the long version um it's so how, how many times have we moved we have moved since we've been together yeah this will be the seventh time in 13 years so someone's counting oh you better believe it okay so this is not good for anyone listening that's a guy when your wife <laughs> is counting on something it's bad it's already bad everything is bad go on so i believe they say the most stressful things in life are death Followed by moving. I don't think death then, is that stressful. So basically it's not ideal when you and I move because you, well, let's see. Last year you were in Sundance when we moved. Uh, Sergio and, so, and I were busy. We had to go. You were riding a snowmobile. Well, that's not my fault that Google said that as my job. Google was like, hey, Alejandro, we need you at Sundance. Sure. We need someone to take sure. care of these people. And I was like, I'll do it. Sure. Uh, can Sergio come with me? And they were like, we need Sergio too. We went out there and we ended up snowboarding and not doing pretty much anything other than drinking and snowboarding. I'm aware. I saw your photos. Well, someone had to do it. So I'm sorry. While we were busy working, you had to move. Go on. Do you, do you actually think you're going to win this argument? <laughs> no, this okay. is not an argument. I'm, I'm willing to. It's not a win or lose situation. Well, you're not winning. I can tell you that. That's why That's I never play. Because sure. <laughs> I always lose. Go on, sweetie. So... Again, last year you were out of town conveniently. Um, we, I'm. So was it great? No, because I wasn't there. Just so I know, so that I can this time so around won't be, be out of town again. Yeah. So the reason why it's a, a hurdle and a struggle to move with you is because, as we've mentioned in previous podcast, I'm extremely organized. Yeah. And you leave every single thing for the last minute. Me. So that doesn't sound like me. I will like start prepping you and being like, hey, we're moving in seven days. We're moving in five days. We're moving tomorrow. Have you cleaned out your fucking nightstand? Because that's their only task. And you're like, oh, we'll do it tomorrow. And then they show up and you're frantically trying to move all your shit. Now, let me ask you, were we late because of me 
changing, like getting that drawer out. And of course. No, we were not. Don't lie. We were not because I was able to do that in two minutes. Right. But you and were, I was done. But you were removing me from a task because you were asking me 37 questions about where things were supposed to go, where it's the really, boxes were. It's important to know no. where my diapers are. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where they are. My depends. So, and let's, you know, this, Sorry. this is just the reality. You're not like super hands-on, you know? So like, you're just like, eh, my, you know, what do we do? I'm confused. So the last couple of times I made him in charge of the animals, which that was, you know, great. helpful. Um, yeah, and even, even instead of being great, she's like, that sounds helpful. That was, <laughs> it was helpful. helpful. How about good? That was awesome. It was helpful. That's what it was. Okay. It wasn't awesome and it wasn't good. Okay. It was helpful. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping since this move is pretty giant. I don't think so. We're only getting out of California. That you will be, you know, more involved. So basically I sent him an email yesterday morning with tasks that he starts, that he has to start achieving between now and our move. So that's what I'm going to do every week. I'm going to send you bullet point emails. I, just so things. you know, Sergio, I finished all the tasks that she gave me yesterday. As soon as she sent me that email, I was done with it. But he had anxiety leading up to me emailing 20, him. 2021 Alejandro. Oh, this is what you said all last year. <laughs> 20, 2021 Alejandro is a fucking beast. Okay, well, a it's beast. been four days. And it ain't a beast. It's, it's the same Alejandro to me. Because he's a beast. Let me just be clear about that. And Serge is also giving me a, a no. <laughs> the fuck is this? Because we work with you is and I chats, live with you. I'm sorry. Is this chats against sweetie? Well, I mean, it should be called exposed. <laughs> <laughs> I do have I do have a highlight dedicated mm, to you. Mm, I'm sorry. So uh, you were saying that I did great by moving the animals. <laughs> yeah. You take care of the cars and the animals. That's fucking 50% of our house. Oh, really? From yeah. our 8,000 square foot house, that was 50%? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. It was rough. So I, Now that I think about it, you were also out of town when we had to move the office to the, to the new office. You always just like dodge things. Yeah, you were. And all Where, the guys had to move out of the house office into when we had the other office. Where was I? You were out of town. Oh, here's the deal, Sergio. You and I have to go work out there to make a living, right? We Unfortunately, we're not talented uh, to make clothing. We got to put food on, in, well, on our table. What about clothing? We can't just make clothing in our house and go to downtown. We have to go to Saudi. Well, I'm, I'm, we have to go to Monaco. We have to go on these terrible trips. We got to go to New York. So annoying. I got to go to all these parts in the world so that I can make a fucking living. And, 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 and you're just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not so fortunate that I can stay at home with you all day. Cause I know that's what you want in the end. I absolutely don't want to be home. You guys understand what's going on. She doesn't want me there. She doesn't want me when I'm gone. Like this is really <laughs> fucking hard. Marriage is one of the toughest things anyone will ever have. Marriage is exhausting. And the other thing is this podcast, we're doing it for fun. We're having a blast, right? She's like, this is the greatest therapy session it I've ever had. It honestly is. What kind of fucking bullshit? I, I was supposed to just have fun with the audience and I don't know. The like, audience tell jokes. is having fun. Yeah, with Getting me. Getting to know you. <laughs> you're, you're on a roll today. Huh? I am. So I'm sorry. Um, Sergio and I weren't able to be present for our office move. But <laughs> other than that, how's, how's the other moves? We're just different, babe. Like I'm, I, I'm organized and I want to get things done immediately. And then I want to unpack immediately. And if it was up to you, you'd probably leave the boxes for a couple of days or weeks. Yeah. 
It's like when we get home from a trip, I immediately unpack you. You let me immediately unpack you. Thank you. You know? Yeah, because I'm busy. I got to go watch TV and yeah. smoke marijuana. You're uh, really building your case. I'm so happy that you're saying all these things. I am. People know. People know it's all a, it's all a, it's all a facade. Alejandro's like a computer. Oh, they, well, I'm here to, to like let them know the truth. a computer program. <laughs> so, uh, so you say moving with me is like a, an awful experience? No, it's just it's challenging. Because... because because you just sometimes can be an obstacle. I'll tell you the other side of the coin here, sweetie. Oh, let me hear it. The other side of the pillow, the cooler one. You ready? <laughs> Listen to this. The reality is, sweetie, the reality, my sweetie, my sweetie, sweet, 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 sweetie, is anything can be done like in two hours or maybe in a day. And you just want to do it with so much of a heads up, like, I have other shit to do. I got to go to the grocery store. You go to the grocery store? You haven't been to the grocery store in 13 years. I got to go to uh, uh, my hookah bar, which, by the way, Ibrahim makes the greatest hookah of all time. I, cannot, Let me, I'm gonna I make can't a, wait to not have to hear this ever again. I'm going to make a parenthesis here, and you will have to hear about it again. Sergio, Sergio knows I go to this uh, uh, really nice restaurant here. Uh, it's, it's not a, nice. It's a Middle Eastern restaurant, and I'm not going to say the name of it because I don't want people fucking showing up. Uh and, and we go there, I eat, it's delicious, but they have amazing hookah, like literally the best fucking hookah in the world. And people don't understand this. And I really do think the guy that serves me the hookah doesn't understand it. We've gone to Saudi, Dubai, we've gone fucking Mexico, anywhere you want. And we've had hookah everywhere, right, Sergio? Even with you, we went to Spain, Barcelona, we had hookah everywhere. This dude that absolutely doesn't want to be there doing his job and making these hookahs makes the greatest hookah in the world. And he doesn't even know. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Why are we talking about this? Because I think it's something no one, that people no, need to no know. No one cares. People need to know about the greatest hookah of all time. That you're not even telling them the location I that it exists. I can't tell them. But so why I'm, do they need to know about this? Because I'm having it and they should be happy for me. They're not. Sergio, do you want to go have the greatest hookah of all time after we're done with this? Sergio's in. Not me. Done. Yeah. Please, I'm trying to go and enjoy myself out there. Uh, anyways. Wow. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, uh, everything that you do while we're moving is just too intense. I am a little bit more relaxed. I know it's not the end of the world. We'll get it done. No problem. Yeah. And that's the problem with the attitude, right? Like my attitude is just to last minute and her attitude is not to last minute. Sure. No? Wouldn't you say that that's the sure. problem? Sure. And it creates a lot of conflict from one side because you get really mad at me, but I don't get mad at you. No, you get flustered too and you get in a mood. So it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, so it is what it is. So, so uh, the reason why we're moving is well, we want to set up uh, um, Aileron for step number two. Aileron's our mezcal company and it's done really well. And I'm glad that you accepted uh, to move because we had to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if accepted was the right word. Uh, so that's what I was going to say. Uh, what is the most difficult part about this to you? Well, obviously getting out of my comfort zone is challenging. I've had the same group of friends and routine and being closest to my parents mm -hmm. and just being out of my environment. I, I'm, I'm totally fine with change. I have clearly moved a lot. And lived in different countries, but I think it's just going to be 
not really like knowing my surroundings at all because I've spent zero time where we're moving. I don't know. When the opportunity came about, I thought, uh, um, I thought there's no chance she's going to want to go anywhere because it was such a task to get you to leave even just LA city to go to the burbs. Right. Yeah. But that When was we moved into hidden Hills. You were like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying in the city and blah, blah, blah. And then That's exactly how I sounded. Thank and you. then you were able to get over that and made the move. Was this not a bigger uh, issue for you or. Well, I think once quarantine hit and the everything happened where we weren't able to see anyone and see my friends and do my our daily things like whether it was going out going to dinners and doing all the things i quickly adapted to not seeing anyone except yeah. you you're so lucky all day every day um so that i think had quarantine not happened i would have been much more um difficult to convince to relocate Yeah. But once quarantine hit, it was kind of like, okay, well, I haven't seen my friends in five months. So what's going to be the difference yeah. at this point? Yeah. Um, and obviously there's growth and I'm not the same person I was five years ago. So, you know, it, it's for the greater good and it's not forever and it's going to be a fun experience. Yeah. But even then I, I was like, there's no way uh, Belen's coming with me. And let me, let me ask me. What were we going to do? Let, you were going to live there and I was going to live here. Let me ask, let me ask me this question. Uh, Alejandro, what was the most difficult part about you leaving California? Oh, well, thanks for asking, Alejandro. The The hardest thing was really the car thing. <laughs> and I mean it because I can't go to Malibu anymore and drive in the canyons and go to all these fucking stupid car meets, which I can't even go anymore. What I'm saying is it was not really that difficult for me to do anything. I've, I'm one of those people that can be anywhere, take me wherever you want, as long as it makes sense and I have something to do. I'm good. And I can find something to do anywhere in this world. And you can take me anywhere you want. Obviously, the <laughs> the financial reward from it is a real big motiv motivator for me to get out of here. Yeah. But I also feel really refreshed about uh, getting out of here. And, and especially, like you said, you're not seeing your friends. You're not going out all the time. Other than the, to the greatest hookup of all time. Uh, you're not going out all the time. You're not doing all the stuff that you normally do in California and just have fun with and all that shit. Right. Yeah. What's the fucking point? Like, I don't want to be 2021 is looking way worse than 2020, God, you know, I, like the, really this fucking virus, but the UK having another shutdown, every other country is going to follow through with the same yeah. rules and everything. So everybody's going to be doing the same thing. I'm really energized right now because I feel like, man, we get to like meet new people. We get to go to a new environment. We get to be in a new house. Um, we get to do all new everything. Well, we get to start over in a sense. You know, like we start, uh, we're starting a new environment. We're very starting. dramatic. Starting over. I mean, Serge is coming. Rodrigo's How is that coming. dramatic? It, uh, it, it's not, it, it just for dramatic purposes, sweetie. It sounds a little dramatic when you say. You're dramatic. It's not dramatic. <laughs> oh. It's like a new beginning. It is. So I'm not really sure how that's dramatic or in a negative context, but it's like starting a fresh start, a new beginning, a new chapter. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. it uh, 
<laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> it is. That's the way I see it. There's there's nothing holding me back in, in LA, California whatsoever. Well, there's nothing least. here. And he, like you said, all the perks that we've had of living here have been removed. They are. I mean, we can't even go to eat. Well, and even then before that, to me, I've been trying to get out of California for a very long time, realistically speaking, because of the homeless thing. With all of our properties, it was such a nightmare to deal with, oh my God, there's a homeless guy dying in the elevator from ODing. There's a this guy like dying in the, there's a guy harassing all the women and the cops can't do anything. Like it got old so fast. California, like LA, where we used to live in the city, is unlivable. Yeah, but we've been out of there for four years. So unlivable. we've had this conversation before where yeah. we're extremely removed yeah. And we're in a bubble. Yeah, we are. But we also in this wonderful bubble. It's a very expensive bubble that we live in, which is nice. Don't get me wrong. But I, I it's just crazy that I went to fucking RDB the other day. That's where I uh, take my cars to the sh uh, get all the body work and whatnot. I go to RDB and I upload a story of my car like on the street. And everybody from Latin America was like, man, where the fuck is that? The street is fucked up. It's all dirty. Yeah. People in Latin. And I don't mean disrespect to my people. I don't. We just come from a different place, which is way dirtier than this. This is insane. Well, what I was going to say before you got into that is, yes, where we live, all that is expensive, but you didn't let me finish my sentence, which was, we are so removed so that whenever we do leave this tiny circle, we're like, oh shit. Like, wow, downtown's disgusting. Wow. This area is really gross. Wow. Like, because I don't leave. Like there's been months I didn't go downtown for four months. And I remember the first time I went, I was like, oh my God, it's gotten horrible. And we're like, we go to the same grocery store. You go to the same hookah place. Like we, we we're in like a two mile radius. And so, by the way, outside of the hookah place, there's homeless people already fighting and whatnot. And they know that they our, call yeah, the cops and all our that area, shit. not like where we live in our neighborhood, but our, our, the surrounding areas of where we are. There's, I noticed yesterday when I, on Sunday, when I was on Ventura, I was like, wow, there's a lot more um, debris and trash and homeless people than there yeah. was Five months ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting insane. Yeah. So to me is, you know what? It's so negative to be in an area where you're just looking at it and understand, because I'm not going to get into politics. No one will ever learn anything. Everyone's got their mind already made up, whatever. It's not about Democrat or Republican. It's not about any of that. But it's really stressful living in a place where people don't understand what's happening and why it's happening, because that means it's never going to change. It's been a long time coming. You know what I mean? In California. And I well, get it. Yeah. One day... One day I want to come back. You want to come back. Awesome. Let's fucking do it. That'll be a whole different plan. But man, right now being out just puts you in a horrible mood, like getting into a fight, like not even getting into a fight, just like looking at what's happening to the place. Yeah. It's super it's demoralizing. It's, it's really depressing. It, it's demoralizing. And then you see all the people that cannot afford to be like, uh, uh, have jobs because it's just such a problem all around in California. And, you know, they can afford gas and gas prices are insane and utility bills and all of that stuff. And what we're looking at is we didn't move there just to save money. We just moved there because it's a better opportunity for us. And then you're looking at how much money we're really spending and it's fucking stupid. Yeah. For what? You know what I mean? Well, we're home all day. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, this, this was an easy, easy, easy move for me. So what is the best part about the move for you? Uh, starting over like this new chapter, <laughs> I think it's really exciting that it, like, not like reinventing yourself, but it's like, it's a f clean slate. 
I don't know anyone. And that's kind of, it's scary and it's exciting. And just, I'm excited to be in a new environment and to be creative again, because I have not felt creative for a couple months now, mainly because it's like, we're doing the same thing every single day. And like, you know, I don't really go anywhere. And I think that is what I'm most excited for. And to just have a slower pace of life. Yeah. Yeah. And to be not with LA people. Yeah. What about you? Thanks for asking. I, you, wow. You're uh, so like pissy. <laughs> I, it's like, you're the, I don't even have notes. Thanks for asking. Uh, the best part for me, there's so many of them. So like you said, the creative thing, I was really, really, really stuck. Cause I, what I do, I need to be out there finding funny. I need to be out there finding stupidity. You know what I mean? And I just can't be at home or at least where we are and find it. I can't. Yeah. I, I just can't. Uh, that's one. Two, I'm excited for all the savings. <laughs> I mean, once once you look at how much power and all that shit is there, like when we went to dinner and how cheap it was compared to here, like yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm really fucking excited about that. I'm excited about having to go to new places, meeting new people. Like I, I can just picture Sergio and I walking to like random dealerships, like, man, are they gonna kick us out of here? What what the fuck is gonna happen? Like, I wanna see what's gonna happen. I want to be out there trying new things, meeting new people, uh, eating great food. Like all of that really gets me excited. Yeah. Immersing yourself in like a new environment. Yeah. I, I, I adore that. I adore that we're going to be really close by Pato. Oh, I'm sure you are. I am so excited. I yeah. love that fucking kid. Um, I love that. Oh, man. Well, I love our house, the house that we well, got. Yeah, I mean, duh. I, I, I get one thing is I'm also excited of the location of where we're going to be because we're on a different side of the U.S. Yeah. So once shit is normalized again and life is a little bit back to normal, we can go anywhere. We can go to so many different places um, that we never would travel to be yeah. in California. Yeah, because the flight's so long. Yeah. Which I agree. It's, it's so centric. And I mean, that's the whole point of it because we need to be able to fly back to Mexico and like do all of our operation here. But uh, I'm also excited for phase two of Ailer Run, but there's no point in mentioning it here. I'm excited about taking my cars out there and being the Mexican annoying guy of the community now. And people are going to be like, what the fuck is going on no, here? I'm, it's going to be awful. People will know, babe. People will know that a Mexican lives there. By the way, I'm going to put a flag. No. What's your standing on flags outside of the house? <laughs> it's a hard no. So yes, we're doing it's it. It's a hard no. What if we did a Mexican flag? What about a, Casa de Sweetie? What about it? That, I thought that's what we were going to do. Why can it be Casa de Sweetie and also have like the Mexican flag? <laughs> Why can we get the Mexican flag that says Casa de Sweetie on it? Why are you suddenly into flags? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And I'm asking, why are you into flags? <laughs> no. The answer is no. So the answer is no, no flags. Zero flags. All right. So no flags. When looking for a new house, there's a lot of things to be taken into consideration, but looking for a new house with someone else is pretty fucking difficult. How's this process been with you? Easy. Really? I mean, we have pretty similar taste when it comes to... I mean, to a lot of stuff, but to the house, like we both kind of, we knew what was important. And, um, I think being in quarantine and being in this house that we're in now also made us realize, okay, a kitchen needs to be like huge priority backyard. Um, like we knew what 
each other's like wants were and we had the same common denominator. Yeah. So what would you recommend other couples to do when, when they're looking for a new house? So that, because at first when we were looking for houses, like uh, back then, and you know, every time we've looked, it's a different situation, but at first uh, you wouldn't be able to get past like certain things that you were looking at. Like what are good tips? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, sometimes I can't even remember when we were looking at some of our houses. It was so long ago. Convenient. Um, <laughs> um, I think, well, there's a couple tips. One, obviously discuss like, you know, what needs are. So what are wants? A pool is important. A, you know, garage, having a detached guest house or like a shed or whatever. Um, so I think that is a good tip to go into it, like discuss that first. And then also to be open-minded. Like if you're seeing an older home, like, no, you can change it. And I know that's what you're referring to with me. Um, so you could have just said it instead of staring at me, <laughs> but I like before would go into a house cause I didn't understand really what remodeling was. Like I didn't really, I always thought it was so like, extreme and so expensive and it would take years. Like I had zero concept of what remodeling was, but now that we watch HDTV, we know everything. This is incredible to me because we remodeled so many buildings and offices and whatnot. But I wasn't really involved with them. Yeah. I, I guess I did it. I did it all. You and did I, it all. Yeah. And I, what I'm saying is I never realized that. I don't yeah. know why I always thought like, Belen knows this shit. So we would show up to houses. And I was like, how about, how about this house? And Belen be like, no, this is all. And this is, I was like, but we can change it. Yeah. And you had like a really hard time with that. Yeah. But well, it's, it's mostly because I, 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 and I realized like really not that long ago that you never did that with me. Yeah. That's why I'm saying now that I understand it, it's. I feel like you would have had a lot of fun. Yeah. But doing it. I, like I said, I didn't understand. I didn't know. I, I always thought it was one of those things that it was like a very difficult thing to do. So I, didn't think it was even an option. Any idiot can do it. I, I want to tell you why. I was literally, uh, so we went to the house and, you know, we're watching HGTV. We're watching this. We're watching that. Like we're watching, we're looking at ideas. We get to our house. We look at it and I go, man, it would be great if we can just put a fireplace here, two windows here and this and that. Well, actually you're not, you're incorrect. We weren't watching HGTV yet. We watched HGTV after we found the house. Well, it doesn't matter. That, I'm what just I, saying for what me. I'm, what I'm getting at is for me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm giving all these options and I'm telling you, this is what I want. This is what it should be. And Belen just keeps going like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, so I'm on the cautious side. What I ended up doing was I got my iPad, took pictures of everything, and I edited those pictures so that she could see like the mock-ups. And once I did that, she was like, <gasps> we So that really, that. really helped me uh, get my point across. But my point here was I had a lot of great ideas that at the beginning I said like, oh, we should do this. And you were like, oh, I don't know. We'll see. And I'm revisiting them now and they're fucking great ideas. And I'm like, I'm proud because after watching HGTV and all that stuff, it's I perfect. get the experience. It's, I just, you, guys, you just make myself doubt me. It's the best show. It's the best show. We Network. love, we love property brothers. The, they can do it in seven weeks, by seven the way. Seven weeks. And on a realistic budget. What about Tam Tamara? Tamara. Tamara. Bargain mansions. Bargain mansions. Also she can, phenomenal show. She can do it in two different sections. The first one's going to take eight weeks. <laughs> and the second one's going to take seven, weeks. seven to seven. eight weeks. <laughs> Yeah. So we, we know our stuff. Yeah. But I would say for like tips is to go and open-minded, give yourself a realistic budget. Like don't go looking at houses that are like, if your budget's a million dollars, like don't go looking at houses that are $2 million. Yeah. It'll just depress it's, you for it'll real. It'll depress you. So yeah. always go in with a budget. Um, either 
if that if a million dollars is your budget, you're getting a newer house and know like you might not be able to fix certain things or you go for a house that, you know, is like 600,000 and then you can put in um a healthy budget to remodel. Yeah. Um but I would say that and it's also good to like, you know, look at online at houses that are you know, maybe 2 million to see what you want to pull from. Yeah. Cause you can make it, you can like achieve that. Like it's okay to have inspiration. It's okay to have all of that. Just and by be the realistic. way, and by the way, before quarantine started and everything, Serge and I were going fucking everywhere to look at mansions. So that's why I legitimately, I'm full of ideas. Like I'm full of ideas and they're good. I'm like, babe, we should do this. And she's like, yeah, we'll see. That's why I got the iPad. I'm like fucking drawing shit all day, nonstop and showing her. They're pretty good, Sergio. We I mean, learned, I, I we still learned a say, lot from it. I still say we'll see. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we, we learned a lot from it. I, I, from going to houses and filming the houses. Remember like to how many cool houses we went yeah. to look at? Because we wanted to buy the house like the year before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, what are your tips? It really worked. Um, I'd say be really clear about number one, your budget, know that you can fix, uh, mm -hmm. and you can get more, more value out of that. But, Oh, I thought of something. Know that you can fix a house and you can get a lot of value out of that. Because for example, let's say that you have, uh, a million dollars cash, you have a million dollars cash. You go in, you buy a $700,000 house and you put $300,000 into it. You can go back to the bank and tell the bank, Hey, can you please value my house? Assess my house. And they'll assess your house at a way higher premium because your house is already fixed and mm -hmm. it's comparable to the nice homes. And let's say instead of like 1 million, uh, they're going to say one and a half and you'll be able to pull out like $750,000 or the entire million and have a mortgage without you putting any down payments. So that's really, uh, look at a different alternative to really get started with, with investing, with buying the house, because you can make money on the house that you're going to live in without having to make money upfront or making money upfront. That's really key. Follow people that do it. Don't subscribe to courses. It's really fucking easy. HGTV and other YouTube channels online. Yeah. It's so fucking easy. You don't need to pay anyone to watch to learn that. Um, that's another one. Uh, be very clear with your partner about your goals. Whatever you want to do, because it's really fucking hard when two people are in two different pages. When two people want two completely different things, you're never going to be able to settle on anything and you're just going to fight and kill each other. So just make sure that at least you can agree on basics and then do a scoreboard and say, well, you get to pick the kitchen. I get to pick the garage. You get to pick the this. I get to pick the that. Yeah. That's also really good so that it balances the sheet, right? So that you don't feel like, oh, she, the house is all hers. Because some points I felt like all of our houses were just yours and I was just there. I was in a couple of pictures uh, <laughs> and I made it to the pictures, thank God. But the whole house was like Belen, her family, beautiful dogs and like all of the stuff that she wanted. And it's not, it's not against her. It's not a knock on her. It's because I don't fucking care at all. But at a certain point I was like, maybe I do care. Maybe it shouldn't just be. Well, that, this is just a tip. That's called communication. I know. So. I've learned that through the years. I've learned that through the years, sweetie. What do you well, want me to I'm do? I'm glad that you're learning about it. Like I am. 13 years in. Congratulations. Little, little by little. I'd say that. I'd say make sure that you can go back, which we didn't do this time around, but it's a different situation make sure to go back to your house at different times 100 so go in the morning the light is huge yeah go in the morning go in the afternoon go at night and yeah. trying to go when school's out and trying to go when uh rush hour is and also when it's summertime to see if the sun hits your pool 
because well, like if what, you're buying the house and like when you and I lived in WeHo, remember how we never got sun in the backyard at it, Laurel? It was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that like, cause if you're buying a house, like in January, February, you're not like, obviously you're not going to know, but like at least ask those questions. And like, maybe you could even ask the owners or see photos yeah. or something. I'd also say, ask if anyone has died in the house or oh, if there's sure. been an accident because people sure. won't disclose that. But if you ask, they have to disclose that. Yeah. If there's been any tragedies in the house. Because we had a neighbor across the street, remember, in Laurel? Yeah. So Belen and I used to live at Swingers Cafe. This is a little story. I'm, I'm going to throw the little story. Okay. Belen and I used to live at by Swingers Cafe. We had a beautiful house there. And uh, our neighbor across the street, we didn't know what he did. Well, we thought we knew what he did. Well, we didn't know what he did. He was uh, more popular than Tom from MySpace when Tom had all of the friends. I'd never seen an array of cars pull up like from Rolls Royces all the way to fucking 1923 Toyota Corollas. Like I've never seen anything he was like busy. that. And they'd show up and go in and come out and great time. The yard was really nice outside. The dude was always out like in his flip-flops, like, you know, watering the garden. Was awesome. It? He was. The house hey, wasn't I great talked, though. No, no, no. The house was an old house. Yeah. But I talked to the dude a bunch of times. See, every time I'd come in a cool car, he'd be like, hey, hey what are you doing? And he would talk to me about it. And uh, so one day uh, we're in our house and- we get a knock on the, uh, uh, we're across the street from this guy. Directly across the street. Yeah. And we get a knock on our door and, <laughs> and Belen answers and goes to the door and it turns out it's the cops. So immediately the first thing that Belen does is panics and asks me, why are the cops here? I are you ran be upstairs okay? and I was crying. I was, was like, like, they're here and you're getting Are they going to take you? I was like, what in the fuck? <laughs> I literally you- said, did you do something and do you need to tell me right now? Yeah. I was like, what in the fuck is going on? No. So I went downstairs and I opened the door and the cops were like, hey, I'm sorry to inform you that your neighbor was murdered last night. And I was like, what? Which one? He goes across the street. Uh, someone came in and this is, this is what happened because we had cameras outside of our house. We filmed the whole thing. That's why they knocked because they saw we had surveillance cameras. So the dude, the dude was selling drugs. Mm-hmm. That's what he was doing. I don't know what kind of drugs. I think Coke. It was like breaking bad over had, there. No, it was like Coke. I think it was Coke because a friend of ours was like, oh, uh, my, my, yeah, my, my dealer Coke lives right there. And I was like, that's got to be him. Like we never put it together, but I really feel like that was him. So this guy gets murdered in his house. And by the way, before, like maybe a few months before, Someone broke into his house, knocked on the door. And beat and him with like a... With a wrench. With a wrench. With a wrench. He hit him in the yeah. head and he was bleeding. And then, yeah. you know, it was a thing. So this time around, he got murdered. And we... we f- <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm laughing. Yeah, why are you- I know it's great. Well, because number one, you thought the cops were there to fucking kill me. I opened the door. I'm talking to the cops. I'm having a great time with the cops. I'm telling them... And I'm having a mental breakdown yeah. in my office. I'm watching you from the window and I'm like, they're going to take him. I know. By the way, I look back and I see Belen by the window like this, like all worried. I was like, man, if I was really a criminal, I'm married to the worst fucking woman in the world to be a criminal with. I never said I was a mob wife. Ever, ever, ever. She's by the door fucking shaking, like hitting everything. Like I have anxiety. With her big eyes. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So whatever. I keep talking to the cops. Whatever. The cops told me that someone came in two in the morning. We saw it on the cameras. They were hiding behind the bush. We had everything was on the cameras. It was crazy. Yeah. You, you literally could see the gunpowder. Gun, yeah, the guy shooting him, boom, kills him outside in his uh, uh, in his door. And then the weird thing is, 
No one knew, no one saw until someone was walking their dog at like 11 in the morning, turned to the left, and there's like a uh, pool of blood and the dude like laying on it. And that was something. But wait, what was I, what was I going to say about this? Uh, hang on, hang on. There's a, there's a good story in there in between about you with the cops, the cops coming. Oh, oh. So I finished with the cops. The cops tell me everything. They're like, we're going to need your security cameras. If we can ask, we're going to come back with a detective. Can you help us? I was like, yeah, absolutely. So at some point, the cop was asking me if I liked soccer because I'm Mexican. Oh, yeah. And I go, yeah, dude. And, and I started talking to him because I, I was just bringing Leo Messi to Mexico and, and we were doing this big game and the cop was like fucking all over me. He loved it. And he's like, here's my card, whatever you need, just fucking call me, whatever. So I come back into the house and Belinda's like, what is happening? I'm like, nothing. I go, are they taking you? I'm like, the cops are really cool. She's like, where are they here? I'm like, oh, nothing. The drug dealing neighbor got yeah, murdered. Yeah, he's all, oh, our neighbor just got murdered. No big deal. It's not a big deal. He just got murdered. It's simple things. In life, sweetie. Simple things in life. That's why I don't live. Oh, sorry, let me let me tell you something, Sergio. That's why I don't live on the flats anymore. Okay. I, that not, that was not, a big motivator to move. I'm not down with murder. <laughs> yeah. That was a big <laughs> motivator to move. And that shit happens all the time too around there. So that's a tip to ask if anyone was murdered. And another tip I was going to give. Oh, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, I know. Wow. I that's why I circled it back because yeah. you. I'm sorry. You went this way. Is um. Don't be so like set on a neighborhood because it can be oh, yeah. like, it can be a cru uh, like a deterrent. Yes. So yeah. if you're like, I have to live downtown, we'll know that you're going to get like a shit apartment basically yeah. and pay a lot. But if you're open-minded and live maybe 15 minutes out of the city, you're going to get a backyard, you're going to get space. So I think if you don't have to be like, right there for your job or whatever it is, be, I mean, be open-minded. Anyone can drive 15 minutes. I think that's a great point that you're making because I don't think it's worth it to fucking. I think if it's 15 minutes, even if it's 20 minutes, okay, that's 40 minutes out of your day. Like to have a backyard versus being on top of people that you should be open-minded and know that your, your money is going to go so much further because you're yeah, going to get more. Yeah. It makes a big, big difference. And there's also so many pluses of living outside of the city, like going to the grocery store is easier. Gas is easy. Like everything. Yeah. Crime's not as bad. Crime's not as bad, but I think it, a lot of it is also like a maturity thing. Cause like, you know, when you're young, you're like, I want to live in downtown. I want to be walking to everything. And then you, you get old and Oh my God, I want to get dick to All right, I'm done. I'm moving out to the but suburbs. Yeah, I think that's an important tip. Well done, sweetie. Look yeah. at you with your tips. It's, it's, it's the property brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and sweetie, a lot of people were asking uh, about our mental health lockdown tips. Uh, I'm going to say upfront, I have no idea why you guys are asking us, of yeah. all people, but I'm going to let you start, babe. What are good tips for people not to fucking go crazy during lockdown? What do you do to not go crazy during lockdown? Um, I walked yeah. every day yeah. and exercised every day. Just some form of movement, um, I think, is really important because um, it's obviously we're super lucky. We live in a home. We have a backyard and all of that. But if somebody is in a smaller space, it's really important to like go outside and walk, even if you don't have a pet, to go outside, feel the sunshine and just be outdoors for 15, 20 minutes. But even then there, there had to be a point where being at home when they were like, all right, you need to stay at home and whatever. Did it affect you at some point? Did you feel 
Um, yeah, I mean, there were definitely days like I think in the beginning it was like fun almost because it was like, oh, it's two weeks. <laughs> we'll be home for two weeks. Like we can watch movies all day and all that. And then obviously two weeks turned into four weeks, four weeks turned into four months. And here we are almost a year in. So um, on days that I felt, you know, anxious and overwhelmed and, you know, just feeling like my mental health was not at its best. Like I said, I would work out and I would listen to music. Like I would just find some upbeat, great music and write like my thoughts and just try and keep my mind busy. And for me, like, it's really important to be busy because I I just, I'm a better person. So I would, you know, maybe like organize my drawers or like rearrange something. Um, just cook a new dish, like just to keep myself a little bit stimulated and have almost a little bit of a routine, but every single day, even before the pandemic getting outside is like very, I think really important to get like some vitamin, vitamin D and just be outdoors, listen to the birds, listen to this, even the cars, like just getting out of your space. Cause you can feel really cooped up. And what do you feel when you feel cooped up for me? Yeah. Um, uh, for me, it's a restlessness. Like, I don't know, you know, this, I don't really know how to like relax. Like, I always feel like I can be doing something. So with feeling restless and then on top of it, kind of being anxious that like the world was, you know, in that state, yeah. um, I felt really anxious. So for me, again, it was exercise. It was either doing Pilates or going outside and just like getting, trying to get out of that, like, rat race that my mind would go in yeah which still happens by the way so it's a constant um exercise that i'm trying to improve on on not being anxious and just like always in my head you know but i think to get back to the the question of like what did you do you know for your mental health is like for me number one is moving my body well i also have another additional question to this one and then i'll ask my question the same questions to me so I better be ready the, <laughs> for the answers. You know, this is important, guys. Uh, how did you not fucking kill me when it started? And I told you, this is going to last like a year and a half. Because I remember when I found out that this was going to last a while, nobody believed me. Everybody was like, nah, dude. this is Two gonna weeks. Be, yeah, it's going to be done right now. And I felt like a crazy person for like a month. Um, well, how do you deal with that and not being like, I'm going to fucking kill this well, guy? Because... There's no way he's being negative, whatever. Yeah, go ahead. Well, in the beginning, it was fun because you were gone for like three years. So in the beginning, it was like, oh my God, it's so much fun spending all this time together, doing all these things together. Um, Then I got fat. And then you got fat. Um, There's photos, (laughs) there's videos. Um, So it was fun. We were cooking. We started gardening. We started doing all these things together that I always wanted to do. Um, And I wouldn't say you were negative in the sense that you were like, everyone's going to die and we're never leaving the house. Like you were just like this, this is not going away, but you. Now let me ask you when, when, when I told you that in your system of own belief and you were probably talking to your friends and all of that stuff, did it fuck with you that I was saying that you had your own. No, I, I, I genuinely believed you because you were also talking to a lot of really smart, people who had, you know, more access to what was going on than us. And 
I also was seeing it and I also was seeing what was going on in Europe, you know, with like talking to my dad and my dad talking to his siblings out there. Like I didn't think we were going to be fine in two weeks. Sure. Was I optimistic? Of course I wanted it to be over in two weeks, but I didn't think like you were like so far off and I had a different opinion. Um, but I always wonder that. No, I mean, uh, uh, a lot of my friends, when I told them that I was, I actually stopped telling my friends, like after the third one, I talked to, to, I actually talked to Patty and she was like, there's no fucking way, dude. Like, there's no way, no way. I mean, like period. I I was like, I think, I I promise you. I think in the beginning, the only thing that I remember was you did not want me to go to the grocery store. And then I remember I didn't go for like 50 days, 40 or 50 days. And I was like, okay, we need to adapt. Like I have to go to the store. So nothing's going to happen to me. <laughs> I'm going to go to the grocery yeah. store. But I remember you were really hesitant with me doing that. Like you, you didn't want me to, like, you didn't want us to leave. Yeah, you didn't we, want anyone to come in like our housekeepers or anything. And then once it was like month three, it was like, this is our reality. Well, it's not only that we started finding out that more stats and more things about it. Cause at first the, the, the people that I spoke to, the experts, in pandemics, the experts in viruses, the experts in bacteria, all the people that I talked to, they all told me, we don't know much about this. We know it affects your cardiovascular system in a way or another, but we don't know how. So I'm, I'm just trying to not get it. And when the dude's telling you, I'm trying to not get it. And he knows what he's fucking talking about. You better not try to get it. Yeah. And they were saying, you can go to the grocery store and you need, because you know, we, we were ordering the groceries and cleaning them. And that's what I told you we had to do because they were saying, you need to do this. Yeah. We, we still, I know, but I was worried that a lot of people, uh, were going to think I was crazy. Well, sweetie, I've thought you crazy since day one. Well, I am am crazy to be, to be honest. And to me, my mental health, oh, thank you for asking, uh, tips. It's going to get really old. So (laughs) for you, sweetie, for everybody watching, please drop a, a like if you like how I manage this. Uh, Thank you, Sergio. Sergio just dropped a like. Uh, for my mental health during quarantine, I had a great time. Number one, I, again, I don't mind being put in under any situation, circumstance or whatever. I'll make the best out of it. That's just how I'm built. I understand that. I've, I've done it many, many times. Um, but when it started, my biggest, my plan was, I'm just going to exercise every day because that's what, that's it. Oh, Jesus. I know what you're going to say. That's it. I'm going to exercise every day because my mind always is at its best when I'm exercising. Of course. Like it works at a whole different level than when I'm not exercising. So I started working out for four days and I was feeling fucking great until one night I was sitting in my couch and I was getting up to get more cookies or something. it It was our anniversary. It, oh yeah, it was in our anniversary. It before, was our anniversary before dinner. I stood up and I kicked. He the stubbed couch. his toe. I broke two of my toes. My you, toes. You, you I don't did. Know. I did. And also whatever's on the back because it sounded like a. What are the little things that babies do like this? And it sounds. <laughs> a rattle. It sounded like a rattle. Yeah, it sounded like a rattle every time I walked, and I couldn't walk for like a month or or two months. And you believe, guys, it was so dramatic. It, it was, was not. Like, he it was fucking not. And hobbled is, and, around and, the house. And by, you know what you were like? You were like Michael Scott when he burns his foot in no, the George Foreman girl. because I broke my toes. It has nothing to do with Michael Scott. It was, I broke my toes in a really stupid way, no question about it. And then my wife was like, you're so dramatic. You need to get, to, you need to start doing something. Because I got obese when I was just fucking <laughs> sitting there. I was eating great food, great cookies. Uh, I, I, I was learning how to cook, make desserts. So why not? So as I was 
expanding and getting better. Literally and better. expanding. Uh, you were like, you need to stop. And I went and, and I was like, I, maybe, maybe I am being dramatic. My wife is right. And I try to walk her. I can't remember what I did immediately. And I regret it because I had another three weeks where I couldn't I walk. I think you tried to run or walk or something. No, walk, walk. And it was really bad. So after that, what I did was just work out. And working out really clears my mind. Uh, and Legos really helped me. Oh, yeah. You did a lot of Legos in the beginning. You still have like three that yeah. you made me buy and you didn't complete. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> I will. Okay. Le Legos. Um, Lego? Lego. Lego. Uh, Legos get me going. Le Legos are easy. You know what really grinds my gears? It, <laughs> it helps me with being creative. And that really opened me up uh, between Legos and between working out to absolutely going crazy, according to everybody. Because I was at such a peace. I've never been so happy in my life. I was like, I can be at home doing Legos and working out and eating healthy and with my pets and my wife. Like, this is fucking incredible. Don't incredible. You, don't you remember when you did the Bugatti, you like didn't leave the dining room table for like three days? I don't. I'm a, an obsessed person. If I start something, I need to finish it. I can't just fucking go to bed, rest. Like I need to get it done. It was two full days. Ugh. I did it in two full days uh, from morning to night. But that's who I am. So that really helped me tremendously. And then my creative juices started flowing because I was just fucking saying their most random shit, realized that nothing mattered in this world. <laughs> and uh, I, I feel like I grew a lot during quarantine, but also. Oh, you, you did. Like that too. <laughs> Thank you, babe. <laughs> but I also know that my wife's worst fear in this world is for me to stay at home and for me to Absolutely. be with her. No, uh, when it's I you retired, being at home all day. When I retired at 30. And I was living at home and I was living my best life, just chilling and working out and smoking weed and just chilling again. She hated every second of it. And I understand, but I think we all need it. I think for everyone that's out there, if you guys were like, you know, you went through quarantine and you had an essential job, you work at a body shop, a car body shop or an AC company or a construction company, whatever the fuck it is. And you didn't take the three months off. You guys don't realize what he does for your health. And for your head, I really think at least once a week, people need to stop everything that they're doing and just focus on themselves for one full day. Yeah. And I know it's hard, especially with kids, because I can't imagine like being under quarantine with kids. Yeah, I know. So that takes me to my next question. How do you give each other space? How, how, what's the right, like, how, how, how did I not overwhelm you? during the quarantine, like without you wanting to kill me or how well, did that I work? think it's because I'm like, well, we're, we're, pre I'm very independent. So, and I have a routine. Yeah. So like mornings are mine. I get up, I feed the dog, I make our breakfast, I clean. And then I have my time in the living room and you're like, you like to lay in bed and do your emails and like have your coffee in bed. So I think like, I always knew I had that. Yep. And then the hour to myself to work out. And then I make a point to walk Fiona for 45 minutes. Yeah. So like, I feel like we have good space. Well, I think giving yourself that, that space for your own self is really good. And especially me not trying to go like, Hey, how can I join you? There's nothing more annoying that. No, this is my time. Leave me the fuck but, alone. But, but I at think the same time, there's a lot of people that need that. 100%. But I think it's important that our whole relationship has been like this. Like I, the morning's always been like my, not mine, but like I get up and I do my thing. Yeah. So like there's always that. And like nothing gets in the way of my daily hour of exercise. Like yeah. I won't compromise it 
for anything. If that means I have to wake up at four or five, like what? Calm the fuck down. Wake up at four or five. I didn't say I wake up at that time. I said, if it means I would have to, so I have that hour to myself, I, I would do it. Then you would have to go to sleep at like 6 p.m. Yeah, so I like nine hours of sleep. Berlin, no, 10 hours is the average. Well, yeah, it, in the perfect world, I can 10 sleep hours 10 hours. is an average. I love sleeping. Mm. It's delicious. It's good for you. <laughs> Keeps you young. I really think uh, respecting each other is the most important thing to be able to have that space. Even if you live in a small place you can put your headphones on and give yourself an hour to read something to listen to something to learn something and as long as you're not being stuck without learning without growing in any way shape or form because even just working out and obsessing about your muscles if you will that's great that that gives you something to do that gives your mind a goal and for some reason we need that as humans mm -hmm. uh, it's also good to take some time off uh, know that you need to talk to yourself to figure out the problems us as humans, this is something I realized during this quarantine. The way I used to deal with things was, uh, boom, that exploded. And I'd go, all right, that exploded. Uh, I'm just going to completely forget about it, not address it, not think about it for seven years. And I'll just think of happy things. And that'll be great. But when that thing exploded, something inside started to fucking grow and grow and grow. And then the day when you're going to bring it out, people ask you, how are you? And you're like, and start crying like a little girl, like, or like a little baby, if you will. Okay. Right. That's because you're not attending to those things. I realized that whenever I see something or whenever something that happens that it's bad, uh, it's happening to me. It's fine. If you ignore it for one day, like, let's say someone comes in and it's your fucking birthday party and they go like, Hey man, this, this just happened. And it's something bad. Ignore it for that day. You're already, you're already there. There's nothing you can do, whatever. And the next day, deal with it. But ask yourself, how, how are you being affected by it? Like, how is, this, how is this affecting my life? What could have I done? Did I do something that I shouldn't? Anything that's making, like, whatever feelings you're getting from it, just explore that. I know it sucks, but for three hours. No, I mean, this is coming from the person who would shove it down down and That's down and then revisit it in like eight years like you said so this is a new skill that you've developed and and learned from you know yeah yeah, yeah. which it, is a great yeah like it, it is it's great but i agree like it is i feel like this really helped me figure that out and also giving your again giving yourself that hour at least an hour a week just for yourself yeah, for yourself 100%. not to watch football not to do this for yourself to be at peace with yourself it's so fucking key and important yeah, it's um, me time. That's right, sweetie. Yeah. And I think with that me time, I'm going to leave everybody because Sergio and I have an appointment with the greatest hook of all time. Best of luck. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. <laughs> and everybody that's watching, thank you so much for wa uh, watching, for listening to us. Chats with Sweetie is all over Spotify, iTunes, Google Cast, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Everywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere you look for it, we're there. Thank you very much, baby, for your time. Thank you, sweetie. I appreciate it. Sweetie. Thank you, sweetie, Sergio. Thank you, Sergio. And thank you all, sweeties. Take care. Have <laughs> a good one.